I don't really know how long data centers have been along. I know the first time I saw one, they'd taken a, an old shopping center over at LBJ and Webb's Chapel and turned it into one. I said, well, that doesn't seem like very efficient use of high-dollar space. Boy, little did I know the demand for them. And it's increasing like crazy. Cyrus One is based here and has been in that business for a long time. Just about a year ago, we talked to Eric Schwartz when he came on as CEO. Looks like he came in at a pretty good time because that business is really getting <laughs> getting busy right now. Eric, it's good to have you back with us. Thanks, David. I'm happy to join, and it's good to catch up. So I, the only thing that anybody seems to be talking about, especially just over the last few months, because is is artificial intelligence and the demand for for chips and for space and companies that are utilizing it. I mean, this plays right into your wheelhouse, doesn't it? Uh, we're absolutely seeing the, uh, the positive impact of artificial intelligence in uh, in our performance and in the industry. The uh, artificial intelligence really is an umbrella term that covers the convergence of real advances in semiconductor technology and capability with new chips, and you know, we read and hear about advances uh, in, in those technologies constantly, which just increases the compute power that's available. Uh, in parallel, the software that runs on those chips continues to develop and gain new capability. And then tied to that, all of that uh, hardware and software needs uh, a physical home, uh, both to have power to be secure and to have the environmental controls around cooling. And that's really where Cyrus One comes in because we're building that infrastructure for our clients who are deploying artificial intelligence uh, here in Texas, uh, around the United States, and actually across the world. You know, I in fact, I was reading an article, uh, I think it was last week, that said uh, that you've announced, you broke ground on your fifth data center in Frankfurt. And evidently, we're just growing like crazy there. Is that what's what's driving that? So Frankfurt is the, uh, the the largest data center market in Germany. It's really the hub for the internet, not only in Germany but across uh, the broader portions of Central Europe into other countries. So we have four data centers there operating today. Uh, we have announced breaking ground on on our fifth, and without giving too much away, we actually have plans for future data center development that goes beyond the fifth one uh, that will add even more capacity going forward based on, and it's all driven by customer demand. Uh, our customers are seeing the growth of cloud computing and artificial intelligence in Germany. Uh, they need the infrastructure to support that. And you know, we're well positioned to deliver that, and that uh, that drives our investment and our development. Our economy is generally perceived as you know ahead of the comeback that's taking place in Europe. What sort of demand are you seeing here? Um, uh, equally strong, if not stronger, here in the U.S. Uh, artificial intelligence, in many ways, is uh, being deployed and adopted in the U United States faster than it is in Europe and Asia. Um, the part of that is driven, excuse me, by the, the standard technical adoption uh, where many of the leaders in artificial intelligence are based here in the US. Uh, it's also driven by a regulatory environment 
that uh, is more open and accommodating to experimentation and exploration here in the U.S. The regulation in Europe is uh, more uh, restricted and uh, limiting, and so naturally we're seeing uh, more more investment and expansion here in the U.S. But I would I would be very clear that that's temporary at most, and yeah. the European countries and economies, the Asian economies, are very. Uh, active in the artificial intelligence space, they see the potential and they are going to figure out how to ensure that their economies and their technology companies can leverage the technology. So is access to power a challenge? I know that's always been a major ingredient in locating um, you know, a data center because you use a tremendous amount of power. And I would have, to keep it, if nothing else, just to keep it cool. And, and these things tend to run hotter than anything we've seen before. So power is critical, and where we locate new data centers is a combination of where customers want to deploy in order to have proximity to their end users, and also how we match up to the power infrastructure and the network fiber infrastructure that, that has been deployed. And so the, uh, the power requirements of data centers are uh, significant. Uh, I will say the you know, the power industry through renewables development, growth in the grid, utility investment is growing at the same time and doing a, a fair job of keeping up. There are constraints in certain markets, excuse me, but there's, uh, there's plenty of development going on and there's plenty of power capacity being delivered. And so um, it is significant and it is a critical factor, uh, but the 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 market and the various competitors and players are working real hard to keep up with the demand and doing a fairly good job. Here in Texas, we've heard a lot about the, the challenges from ERCOT. In fact, just saw another one saying, you know, we could have some brownout. There's, a, I don't know, some chance of the teens that we have something this winter. And one of the big demands has been from Bitcoin mining, which is, you know, has become a major business in the state of Texas and a major drag on, on, on energy. Uh, it has, uh, I, I look at Bitcoin as a separate category from the data center applications that we support, uh, the requirements for Bitcoin mining. Uh, it, it ultimately is computers and servers, uh, in large buildings consuming power, but the applications and the requirements, the design are quite different than what we do. And, uh, what we were just discussing about artificial intelligence and cloud computing. But there's competition so, for the energy from them, right? Um, to a degree, but the, uh, the most of the Bitcoin uh, mining operations are located in rural locations. They're close to other generation sources and the like. And so, <clears throat> and ultimately Bitcoin has the flexibility that in a, uh, crisis or emergency, they can uh, scale back their loads without a lot of impact. Um, so, you know, looking ahead to this winter, uh, whatever the forecast is, and you know, you, you may have better insight than I do uh, as to exactly what the uh, what the weather will be. But there's, um, from everything I see, quite a bit of planning and analysis going into anticipating what the weather will be. Uh, and how to manage that to ensure that the grid is stable. And, you know, in support of that, data centers always have backup power. And so, you know, we're prepared for 
uh, some stress uh, as uh, as winter comes, and you know the, the people who operate the grids and operate the power plants, they're doing their planning to make sure that we're in the best position possible. So, what do you use? Do you have you have uh, energy storage batteries, or I mean, do you have? Can you put solar panels on? I would imagine you can't put enough solar panels on the top of one of your data centers to to keep it running, or or for that matter, windmills. Uh, that's true. We um, we we don't uh, we can't put enough solar panels on the roof to run the data center. Uh, we do do quite a bit of work with renewable uh, power generators to link up the power they're generating, whether it's from solar or wind or other renewable sources, to match that supply with the demand of the data centers. The data centers themselves do have batteries and they do have backup uh, generators um, that can carry us for quite some time. Uh, and that's how we ensure stability for our customers. Um, but it's two, two different categories of demand. One is a baseload demand being uh, met by the renewables folks. Um, the generators and batteries are there only in the event of an outage or a, um, a failure on the on the power grid, which fortunately here in Texas is very rare. Talk a little bit about scale now for Cyrus One. Like we started off by saying that you were, you know, just broke ground in your fifth just in Frankfurt alone, but you've had a pretty busy first year. Where, what, what's the size of Cyrus One now? So we're we're getting close to sixty data centers spread around the world. Um, we operate in the U.S., we operate in Europe, and we're getting ready to come out of the ground in Japan. So that uh, that's broadening our scope. The uh, the company is growing. We're you know uh, when I joined, we were close to five hundred people. We're now up to six hundred people, and uh, you know our revenues and performance uh, are tracking accordingly. There's uh, there's a lot of investment that goes into that. These facilities are extremely expensive to build. It takes a lot of capital, um, but we're fortunate to be in a position where we have access to that capital. Um, and our our challenge is really to ensure that as we're growing, we're continuing to deliver um, extremely high performance to our customers because they need it in support of what they're doing. And then to ensure that as they have future growth requirements that we're well positioned to meet that, whether it's in Frankfurt, uh, here in Dallas, Fort Worth, or in uh, in Japan. It's a fascinating business. And like I say, it seems to be growing uh, by leaps and bounds. Good timing for your arrival at Cyrus One. Eric Schwartz has been there for a year as CEO, and it's always good to chat, yep. chat with you. Thank you very much for the time. Great. Thanks, David. Thanks. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson. News Radio 1080 KRLD.